you're listening to Loving BDSM Podcast, episode 195. Killer Lords here with the one, the only, the guy who had a massive coffee gasm right before you hit record, John yes. Brownstone. Yes, I did, and like, it was good. Like, that was one of those uh, coffee gasms that came, like, from deep within. Oh, yeah. I thought you might have been having some attack of some sort, and then I remembered you were drinking coffee. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since I've had a, a hot salted caramel mocha, and it just, like... It hit the spot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm tired of bad coffee, so I'm glad we're drinking good mm-hmm. coffee. You and me both. <laughs> this week, we're talking about a rather big topic, so we probably won't hit every single possible point in this episode because <laughs> it's so big, but we're going to tackle it, and that is uh, being Dom or Sub or Switch and how that differs, if it does at all, from being a top or a bottom. Hmm. Welcome to the Loving BDSM Podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Friday for your kinky pleasure (coughs) and education, and show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. If you love what you hear, we'd love a good review wherever you listen to us to help other kinksters find us. You can follow the show on Twitter at LovingBDSM, on FetLife at LovingBDSMPC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, Loving DS in the number one, Loving DS1, or on YouTube at youtube.com slash LovingBDSM, where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes. A big shout out to our kinky patrons on Patreon, including our new peeps. We see you. We love you. We thank you. If you'd like access to more content we create just for patrons, to more of us, to behind the scenes stuff, to sneak peeks, to first looks, to... All of it. Just all of it. <laughs> all the stuff. All the things. <laughs> you can become a kinky patron of ours for as low as a dollar a month. Head to patreon.com slash Lords. That's patreon.com slash Lords, Or use the link in the show notes. And also, if you heard little noises in the background... That's because somebody forgets that microphones work as he drinks his coffee, clears his throat, and takes notes on pieces of paper. (laughs) I'm a little fidgety today. I can see that. And you clicked your special magic button. Yes. Very good. Okay. Hello, everybody. Before we get into the actual episode... One quick announcement that you were very good and reminded me of. So I put it in my notes. And that is... It's an important announcement. It is. It's one month, essentially about one month from now. So you'll hear us talk about this to the point you're like, please stop talking about this. (laughs) But for our Florida peeps, uh, specifically Central Florida peeps or peeps who can get to Central Florida, we will be at the Woodshed on December 7th for their... They call it their holiday extravaganza. I'm not letting you say that word for now. I I can't take your flourish extravaganza <laughs> basically they do bas- they like do a kink friendly market inside the woodshed so there's a lot yes. of kinky uh vendors there's also some non-kinky vendors we saw somebody last year who was selling soap i never got to go to that table mm. and to smell all the nice things but we were next to somebody who made their own rope and they were selling that and that was yeah. very cool so we're going to be there uh selling our kinky wares um and I'm very excited. I We've am already too. picked out the shirt we're going to wear. Yes. Because you know we're wearing a matching t shirt. If you're right. a video watcher, you know. Podcast listeners, we wear matching t shirts. And I, I think I'm going to wear my kilt. I think you should. I think you totally, totally should. Yeah. Oh, what am I going to wear then? Oh, I've got a month to lose, like, to drop like 30 pounds. So, <laughs> I, no, but, I don't. Um, I don't. The, the, wood, the woodshed updated uh, as of the day of this recording, uh, woodshed updated the list on the. Um, 
FetLife page. And we will link for the, to the for FetLife the, event. For the RSVP. In show notes. If, and- if you go to the Loving BDSM PC FetLife page, uh, in the about, I put a link to the event. Okay. And they updated all the vendors. They have some really, really great vendors. Are we going to spend as much money as we make? Is that what you're telling me? Probably. I'm, I'm down for that. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> well, the reason we tell you guys is if you are near Florida, we know there are a lot of people in the Florida area that listen or watch. or And we know people who travel to it because Orlando is the house of mouse, y'all. I mean, yeah. it's just, it is what it is. Um, if you're going to be in that area, come see us. I don't. Mm-hmm. You can get in for free. Right. So if you've never been to a dungeon or you've never been to the woodshed and you're like, I'm just visiting, I don't want to be a member, this is an opportunity to go and mm-hmm. not have to become a member or sign up or pay anything. Everybody can get in for this event. Um, and just come say hi. Like, right. you don't even have to, I mean, we and, don't mind if you shop, but you and don't if, have to And shop. if you like what you see and you want to try out your new toys, after the event... The shed will be opening for play. I know, and we might actually be staying for play this year, yes. right? I think that's the yeah. plan. Yep. I'll need that. After a day of peopling, <laughs> after a day of peopling, I will need my ass beat. Okay, there that's a very long announcement to say, Woodshed, Orlando, if you can get there. There, there. I'm procrastinating getting into this topic because it's a big-ass fucking topic. Yeah. It's a big-ass topic. What's the difference between a dom and sub and a top and bottom? And if I do this thing, does that make me less a dom or less submissive? Ah, these are the questions we get. So I want to start with a disclaimer because this happens every time I attempt to even kind of define something in kink. Mm -hmm. There are no hard and fast definitions to anything. We get to take labels and titles and roles and personalize them to ourselves so Mm -hmm. that they make sense for us. That being said, I know I have strong opinions on the dom sub role versus the top bottom role. And so I will be sharing my opinions and I'm pretty sure you'll be sharing yours. (laughs) That's that's what we do here. Um, And it's okay if your personal definition differs wildly from mine. If that is not how you internalize what those labels and titles mean and you treat it differently, that I am not invalidating whatever somebody else's personal experience is. Thank you very much. Okay, I just wanted to say that because every time I try, (laughs) this is why I don't like defining things because it is inherently personal. It is so personal and we all get to decide for ourselves what something kind of means for us and how we're gonna interact with a role. And that is okay. Okay. So the reason we're doing this episode right now, I used to be for a long time, I was getting questions of, well, what's the difference between a dom and a top, a sub and a bottom? And Mm -hmm. if you've noticed in many episodes over the now literal years, sometimes I fluctuate between saying, well, if you're a sub or a bottom, if you're a dom or a top, and sometimes I don't. And I'll tell you why in a second. Okay, so that's the one question that we we got for a long time. And now we've been getting a lot of questions of, well, I'm the dominant in a role and I want my partner to spank me. I want my partner to penetrate me sexually. I want my partner to like pick a thing. And then the follow-up question of that is, does that make me less of a dominant or does that, like in that case, the dominant, does that now make me submissive because I want my submissive partner to do that? Or the alternative question I get is, Mm -hmm. if my submissive partner does this top-like behavior, 
Is that okay? Can they do it? Should they do it? There's lots of shoulds in the questions mm. I get. Oh, we gonna, we're all gonna stop shoulding all over ourselves eventually. <laughs> um, so those are the questions we get, and I'm hopefully we're gonna try and answer some of those questions. Yeah. But that's where this, why we're having this conversation, because I think many people confuse in their mind for their own their own personal selves the difference between dom sub and top bottom. And for some people, there is no difference. And for some of us, myself included, I do feel like there's a difference. So hmm. that is what where this topic comes from. So I'll go back to what I said I would tell you like 30 seconds ago. The reason <laughs> that sometimes you hear me very exclusively say Dom and Sub, or in a different type of episode, I'll say something like Dom, Top, Sub, Bottom, is because for me, and you tell me if you disagree completely, John Brownstone. You know I will. I know. <laughs> Dominant and submission, dominance and submission is about the relationship. It's about how you see yourself in conjunction to the other person you're partnered with. Mm -hmm. Whether that is a long-term partnering, whether that is a short-term partnering, whether that's platonic, romantic, sexual, does not matter. That part doesn't matter. It's how you're relating to the other person that you're engaging mm -hmm. with top bottom to me and this is not something i always thought but at this point i'm at that my definition of top bottom is about your role in the activity are you the one doing the thing or are you the one receiving the thing that can be absolutely and completely separate about who has control in the relationship yeah. who has the power to, to me a little bit the the dom sub that is more to me, that denotes more of someone in in some kind of relationship, a negotiated power exchange between two people. Um, top and bottom is more along the lines of the S and M aspect. That's how I've always seen it. And I, and I think that that's probably a very common way mm -hmm. of seeing it. Um, I think for many of us, that's the short, simple definition. I think. Um, DS is the relationship, top bottom is the kinky fuckery. I mean, if you want a quick and dirty, you yeah. can you can absolutely look at it that way. And that's why when somebody says to me, I'm the dom, but I want to be male dom. I want to be pegged by my female submissive. I want them to put a strap on, on use the dildo and go at me. Does that make me submissive? If I want mm. to be pegged by my submissive partner, not necessarily, no. but it's complicated. And here's yeah. why it's complicated. From an outsider's point of view, I have no vested interest in your kinky fuckery. I'm going to tell you, absolutely not. Pegging mm -hmm. as an activity is neither dominant nor submissive at all. Unless, and here's where it gets complicated. Okay. You see it that way. Well, there is that. And that is the difference. And I think, and that's, that's a good one to use because... Um, I, I have seen a lot of things on the interwebs. <laughs> Probably things I wish I could forget. <laughs> We've all been there. Yes. But but pegging is a very good example of that because a, a lot of the images that you see on pegging are, you know, the angry domain taking oh yeah pounding away at that ass yes for sure yes oh i made myself a little hot this thing, i'm not even a little bit clamped yeah i'm not even top when it comes okay. to that kind of stuff but whoo, that's kind of but now when you when when you go 
somewhere like FetLife that, that deals with different fetishes, you will hear people talking about sensual pegging. Mm, that's not something I've heard of. Okay. All right. Where it's, it's not the... Um, There, there's no power exchange, right? Per it's, se, within the within within it, mm -hmm. it it's more of a sensual thing, just like a. a um, it's about exchanging a, pleasure. One person yeah. is penetrating; the other person is being penetrated. Correct. It's like vanilla heterosexual penetrative sex has no inherent power imbalance mm -hmm. unless you choose to make, make it, it that. So. Yeah, I promise you. Mm -hmm. I've been fucked in missionary position in ways that made me want to take a nap, quite frankly. And I've been fucked in ways that made me uh, remember exactly who was in charge. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that part of it is that the first thing to think about when, in terms of activities is that no activity is inherently power exchangey. Mm -hmm. Somebody is doing the thing, the other person is receiving the thing, and in the, depending on the, the thing you're doing, the kinky fuckery thing you're doing, you could switch mm -hmm. that up in the middle of the action, one person receiving, one person um, giving or doing or, you know, top. and in this way, this is always simplified language, one person topping, one person bottoming. Now, that does not mean that there is always no power imbalance in topping mm -hmm. and bottoming. There absolutely can be. Well, I, I kind of think of it... I, I, the thing that comes to my mind first, me being who I am and you know who I am, <laughs> um, more of a hedonistic Oh, you think pleasure? so? Okay. Like that wild, abandoned, just I'm going to... Pleasure of the flesh. Yeah. Rather than it being a, a even a top or bottom thing. Um, uh, I think another way you could look at it is as um, enjoying a fetish, maybe. And even so, if... If the thing you're doing requires another partner to help you do it, I mean, technically, you can spank yourself. Technically, yeah. if you have a latex fetish, you can dress up in latex on your lonesome and you can express your kink in your fetish and there's no power exchange there. But yeah. the moment a person is, is part of it, even if it switches back and forth in the middle, somebody is, on, is doing and somebody is receiving. Mm -hmm. You could be doing that to one another. I mean, in very sensual sex, however you want to define sex, penetrative or otherwise, we are touching one another. Right. Right? I am giving you pleasure as I am receiving pleasure for you. There's right. no top or bottom there. No. It's because it's we're, we're very much on equal footing. I am not lying back and allowing it to happen without participating in some way. One would hope. Well, well. <laughs> or, well, it depends on the kind of sex you're having, right? True. Or the thing you're True. doing. And yet, bring it around to kink in a spanking, if there is a partner involved in the spanking, in the impact play, in the flogging, in the whipping, in the thing, but it's on the action alone, one person is taking it. One person is like, here are the parts of my body you can mm -hmm. hit. And with the implements you can use and the, re the uh, relative amount of force you can use. And the other person is doing the, the thing. They are the one hitting, swinging, flogging, whatever, right? And that's a very sterile way to look at it. Um, where dom, sub, top, bottom have absolute similarities and, and could are on e even footing is the consent communication negotiation needed to do those things. Um, because it can't, it, I guess technically it can happen without all of that, but it's not healthy, safe, or 
probably great without it. So both people are participating. It's just at what mm -hmm. level they're participating. True. And even that gets really squishy because what my mind wants to say, where my mind goes is, I negotiate our relationship with you. Right. We agree upon a certain level of consent. Mm -hmm. And we go through our lives that way, checking in on, on occasion, updating that as needed. But essentially, it's an understanding. Whereas in a situation where if I bottom for somebody who is topping me, I can't leave anything to just an understanding between us because this is how we live our relationship. I have to get very specific and I have to sometimes direct the action. I have to say, you can only hit me on the right butt cheek, not the left butt cheek. Or I have to say, don't touch my shoulders. <laughs> or I have to say, don't touch my boobs. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what my brain wants to say. But you know what? That's because that's how I relate to DS and to topping and bottoming. And yeah. that's not the same for everybody. For some people, the level of direction they will give us a bottom in a one-off scene is relative and almost identical to the amount of negotiation consent communication that is required for them to be able to submit to somebody mm. so it's not necessarily possible to say oh submissives can just relax and let things happen to them and bottoms have to kind of like <laughs> manage this situation that is true in some cases and not true in others so for me when i'm trying to to settle the differences in my mind Mm -hmm. I can't even talk about how the people relate to one another as a strict way of defining the differences. I have to say that this is about the role you take. Like for me, I guess maybe this is a personal definition. Being a submissive is who I always am mm -hmm. in, relation in relation to myself as a human being, but also in relation to a specific person. So I'm as submissive as I walk through life, even if I'm not submissive to you you, the general you out there who can hear the sound of my voice or see my face. Um, and as long as I consent to it, I'm always submissive to you, even when I don't always act like I'm submissive, still submissive. <laughs> Whereas topping and bottoming is situational. Yeah. We are in a situation and activity is about to occur. I'm gonna bottom because it's very rare. My top energy is, we've talked about this before, is, is business related. Yes. I'm, not, I'm not topping in the kinky fuckery. At this point, I have not found the thing I'm going to top. But a bottom. <laughs> As a bottom, I'm going to relate to that other person differently than I'm going to relate in, to the person in my DS dynamic. Mm -hmm. But that's my personal thing. That's not true yeah. for everybody else. No, it's why not. It's very hard to define these things, y'all. Um, in terms of an activity being, well, is that is that a, a dominant activity or submissive mm -hmm. activity? Because that's the question people are asking. Is an well, activity dom or sub? Here's the one that comes to mind. We started with pegging. Yes. We go to the one where a few of you probably discovered that I exist as a human being from this one. Oral sex. One of my most popular blog posts at KaylaLores.com is the question on why doms who give oral sex to their partner, provide it, mm. are still dominant. And I went on a rant on that. I went on a you total did. absolute tear on that, which is probably why people liked that article. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but it is one where somebody has has gotten it in their head that the act of doing something, providing pleasure, putting their mouth on their partner's genitals, whatever mm -hmm. it is, somehow makes them submissive. Yes. There, and there I is reject a that. There, there is a huge mindset I've run across over the years that feel that, that um, 
a big D providing oral sex on a female is not. I've seen it with I've seen it with any any gender pairing genitalia. Oh okay. my gosh, it's something about being in that position where and this this sort of annoys the fuck out of me. Okay, more than just sort of, it definitely annoys the fuck out of me. The idea that providing pleasure to your partner somehow makes you because here's the thing they say submissive Mm -hmm. and what they mean is lesser what they mean is weaker what they mean is no longer in charge yeah that's what they mean see i totally say dominant but that's not what the fuck they mean because if they respected the role of the Mm -hmm. bottom or submissive to receive that kind of pleasure it would not be some negative thing to be the one providing the pleasure Right. And most of the people I have come across who feel that way are those people who see a dom as all powerful and who get what they want from their submissive and don't have to give mm-hmm. anything except some orders. And that's why Moran. And see, I, 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 I disagree with that mindset as well, oh. because to me, it is just another way of controlling you. Absolutely. I don't I don't need any toys. I don't need dildos or vibrators or anything like that. I can do it with my fingers or my tongue, and I can make you squirm. I can bring you to the edge. I can deny you. Yes. I can grant you. You can force some I can force. If I'm in a multi-orgasm that's right. mood. That's right. So, yep. so yeah, it, it, it is just one more way. And that's why I think for me, mm-hmm. the acts that we do, sexual kink fetish, are not inherently dom or sub. None of them are. You can be the top or the bottom. And that's the other thing. Some people would say, well, receiving oral sex, does that make me automatically the bottom? No. I have (laughs) seen plenty of people with vulvas who are like, get your tongue on my clit now. And then they still control the action with a hand in the hair Mm -hmm. or just by moving their hips. Just like I've seen plenty of dominance with their mouth on their partner's genitals, controlling the action. So this is why this is such a sticky topic though. Yeah. The activity is not inherently dominant or submissive. It is how you feel about it and it's how you approach that activity. Mm-hmm. Even then, I would say in many cases, an activity receiving or giving might not even be inherently top or bottom in the case of oral sex. It's one of those complicated ones. It's about your technique. It's about how you approach it. It's about how you, you handle the situation. Who's in control. If the dominant is fully in control of the oral sex that they are receiving, then their submissive who is providing the the tongue essentially in Mm. the mouth is still bottoming at that point because their dom is in control. That being said, if the dominance lays back and says, pleasure me with your tongue, use your mouth, do your thing, and they don't try to control the situation, then there's an argument to be made, a discussion, if you will, mm-hmm. that they are now the bottom in that activity. Because yes, they controlled whether they would have a mouth on their genitals mm-hmm. anywhere. They consented to that. They said, do this thing. But... The partner is now, until they're told otherwise, doing what they will with their tongue, with their mouth, with their teeth, Mm -hmm. with their hands, with their whatever, like however you're controlling that situation. So the partner is still the submissive because they did what they were told, but Mm -hmm. are they the top in that situation? Because they were given kind of free 
uh, access to do it as they wanted to. Hmm. And because the dominant is let's say laying down, we're gonna pretend everybody's in bed. They're laying back, receiving the pleasure and not mm -hmm. providing it the other way. Now, see, it gets complicated. Yes, <laughs> and and then there is a whole other twist to this. Okay. Um, looking at this, I'm, I'm gonna try to explain this the best I can, and I may need your help. Okay. Okay, so you, you may, your, your services may be required. Happy to provide. Girl. So, the the true conundrum here is doing something that may make you feel less dominant mm -hmm. okay so now if there was something that i wanted and i know it would make me feel good mm -hmm. and i would enjoy it mm -hmm. if i were to say to you baby girl i like x I would like to experience X. Ooh, we've had this conversation before, actually. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I would like you to do this as an act of service to me. In your submission. We've had this conversation, actually. And this was early days. We, we had this conversation yes. early days, and I yes. had not decided how I felt about these things. <laughs> to me, certain things were inherently <laughs> dominant or submissive. When the word I needed was top or bottoming. Mm-hmm. Also, there is the, you have to want to do it. Like, I can be of service to you, mm -hmm. but if it's an activity I have zero interest in doing, now we're, we're po potentially brushing up against some hard limits. And breaking boundaries. Yes. So that's- Pushing boundaries. That's a sticky topic, yeah. but we have had that conversation. Yes, we have. Um, I will not- <laughs> Say what that activity was. You are welcome to say what that activity was if you'd like, because that's your personal thing. Um, and at the time, I went, well, yes, in theory. <laughs> and I still say in theory. And this is why we're having this conversation, because we get these questions. Yes. The dominant wants to feel a sensation. They want to have an experience. Somebody mentioned in the live stream feed about sort of a catharsis kind of you know, impact, mm -hmm. play, pain, whatever they need. And they're usually the top. They're usually the dominant. Right. They're usually as, the one doing it. They as, want to receive as the, it. As the big D, every now and then they need a, a spanking as a catharsis. If to, that's their thing, right? Yeah. And so they say, well, the person I want to do that with is my submissive. But my submissive, either the question is they are not comfortable doing that thing mm -hmm. or the dominant's like, I'm not even sure I should ask for that thing. Like, what does that mean about our roles, right? And the theory goes, and I say theory because I have not practiced this myself. <laughs> but I know it's possible because I'm observant and I lurk on BDSM communities everywhere I am. So I know it happens. Um, the theory goes is that, that when a dominant requests an activity from their submissive, they're like, I want to be mm -hmm. on the receiving end. I want to bottom in this kinky factory. You doing it does not make you the dominant, it makes you the top in that situation, but it does not make you the dominant and it would be you being of service to me. You would be mm -hmm. doing it as a submissive yep. thing to me because I'm asking you to do it. I'm gonna tell you what I want you to do. Yes, you're gonna be wielding the flogger or the paddle or the dildo or the whatever, mm -hmm. but you're only doing it because I've asked you to do it and you're doing it because it gives me pleasure for you to do this thing to me. It, it does something for me. It's a, an act of service. I know people are capable mm -hmm. of seeing things that way. 
I have not found myself able to do that yet. <laughs> I have not with you, but mm-hmm. I don't, not for, not because I don't want to, but I don't play with other people. And so could I, as somebody who would rather receive the spanking, paddle somebody's ass as their top if they asked me to? Probably, I'd have a lot of questions. There'd be a lot of giggling. <laughs> Nobody would think I was the big D in that situation, okay? I would be the top because I'm the one hitting them. <laughs> oh no, but I would be a baby girl top. I would be, <laughs> you would be very tired for me by the end of that scene. Uh, there'd be a lot of giggles and a lot of questions. Um, but because of how I see you, I find that very difficult. Mm. So when somebody asks, can my submissive partner top me in this way? The answer is always, of course they can, if they're able to view it this way. If they're able to view the activity as a top bottom thing, not a DS thing, and or if they're able to say, oh, I'm doing this thing as a submissive act to you because you want me to do it and you've asked me to do it and I've consented to do it. So that's always important. There has to be consent. But because, you know, you're, I'm going to say demanding because that's like the dummy word to saying you're demanding it from me. You're, you know, <laughs> you didn't, you, maybe you said please and thank you, but it's more like that. I'm going to use my big D voice and then use my big D eyebrow arch and tone of, and look in the eyes. And you're going to know that I'm saying beat my ass as your dominant, <laughs> not as like a supplicant coming to you going, please, will you beat my ass? Right. And for the person who can do that, who can mm-hmm. have that mind switch, and hopefully people hearing, yeah, by having this conversation, more of you can. Yes, you can. But also I will stand here before you today and say that is pure theory for me. Yeah. I have not managed it yet. I, That's true. I can see where you would use your mind fuckery on me to get me to do something like that and to top you in some way. But man, we'd have to go through some mental gymnastics. There would be so much teasing. (laughs) There would be so much saying things that aren't technically true, but that I believe because he can tell me anything and I believe him completely. That is how he's able to mind fuck me so well. And then I would probably find myself in the middle of a situation, realizing I'm topping you and then go, oh. And that's the reality of what it's like to be me, quite frankly. Um, And I think for me, it's because with you, I, Mm -hmm. in all things, feel submissive. The only time I don't, only time my top energy comes out is business related, which is why I have no compunction about going, what are you doing? Don't hit that button. Because recording is part of what we do. And Mm. so I'll top you in a heartbeat over that. I won't even (laughs) think twice. Um, but yeah, that, so that's in relation to existing relationships with people that you have, Mm -hmm. but it's can be much simpler than that. I'm thinking of a very good friend of ours who sometimes watches these live streams. So I don't know if she's out there this week right now or not watching, um, who is absolutely submissive in probably if not all then most relationships that she's in. But she loves whips. She just walk around just like flicking them. Like, well, safely. She's not trying to hit people who don't want to no. hit. But she loves to play with whips. She yeah. loves to talk. I mean, she wants to and hit bloggers, somebody. Yeah. She wants to be hit too. She just likes whips. But she is happy to top somebody that she's comfortable with and hit them with a whip. Mm-hmm. And because people see her wielding the whip or the flogger or the whatever, 
they automatically assume she's a dominant person in a relationship. And she, not necessarily. Mm-hmm. No. You know, based on conversations I've had, I'm thinking most of the time, if not 100% of the time, she's submissive. Right? Mm. But she loves to play with certain things and she's happy to be the one, you know, throwing the whip or whatever. So if you're out there single, do not think it is a choice between I'm submissive in a relationship or I can go play with these toys and hit somebody with them or tie somebody up with rope or be the one to drip the hot wax on them. It's a false choice. You can absolutely do both. You, if that's what you want to do, you should do both. And woe to the person who watches you having probably a little sadistic laugh when you make somebody jump, squeal, or whatever, yeah. thinking that you are dominant in all situations. Like that, no, we can't make those assumptions mm-hmm. when we are a casual observer who doesn't know any context. What we're seeing in that kinky fuckery scene, especially like it's at a club, it's at a party, you're watching somebody top somebody. That's what you're watching. That is why Mm -hmm. I say to me, the difference between the two is about what you're doing. It's about, the DS is about the relationship and the power exchange between two people, whether it's temporary or ongoing. Topping and bottoming is about the activities you're doing. Because the reality is in a top bottom situation, that bottom's gonna have as much to tell you as a top will. Like the, the bottom's gonna, it could be a mid scene, it's gonna go a little to the left, okay? <laughs> That's my sweet spot. Whereas now this is personal, so not everybody will, you know, your results may vary. As a submissive, the only time you're gonna hear me speak, speak up is if he hit the wrong spot. Like, I'm like, well, that was that was bad. You No, yeah. no, not there. Because it's, it's a pain that could, make the scene stop right too soon like that's the feedback i'm giving or if i'm asked a direct question i'll let you know where i'm at but i'm as a submissive i'm not going to tell my dominant uh you are only allowed to hit this three inch by three inch square space on my ass that's the only spot whereas a bottom could Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean submissives can't do that and that's where this gets complicated and tricky and that's Mm -hmm. where there are no easy answers but if you are currently in some sort of DS dynamic with somebody, you know, or you are learning your style as a dom or a sub, and that style may not translate into a top bottom situation. As a mm-hmm. sub, you might be the type that just, as long as it's within your boundaries and as long as you can handle it, you're not given direction. But as a bottom, you, you might. And you mm-hmm. have every right to. That's why I get very frustrated in uh, kinky fuckery scenes when it is truly like a top bottom thing. And the bottom's like, no, that's wrong. No, don't hit me like that. So he's like, they're topping from the bottom. No, bitch. They're getting what they wanted because the top bottom is a much more equal thing. It's a more open dynamic, right. per se. The, there's not an inherent power exchange in top bottom there is if you want there to be yeah there is if that's part of your scene there is if that's how you relate to that other human being there is if that's what turns you on yes it's capable of being there would you almost say that with a top and bottom it's more of a fulfilling of needs and wants and less protocol and ritual yes absolutely absolutely Mm -hmm. and it's i would almost say it's also more about the sensation and the play itself yeah which is why there are some doms who are like, no, actually, I want you to pour the hot wax on me today instead of me mm. pouring it on you. They want this sensation. Something about that sensation is what they're after. 
It doesn't change their role. It doesn't yeah. change who they are. It doesn't even change how you necessarily relate no. to each other in the relationship. I mean, another example for me, um, you know, a while back I was attending a, a, a rope group. Um, I enjoyed the group. I learned a lot from that group. Uh, one of the things I learned from that group, a couple times when I was there, I acted as a rope bottom. Mm-hmm. And Something I found, about that kind of turns me on. And I enjoyed it. And what was it about that about it that you enjoyed? Um, you know, I, I I'm not really sure. I think it was the act of not having to do anything, of having it being done to me. Did you enjoy the sensations? Yes. Because that's that's another thing. You can yeah. easily be a rope bottom mm-hmm. and and also be a rigger. You can be both. You can be the top and the bottom. Oh, yeah. Sometimes at the same time, mm-hmm. if you know how to do self-ties. Well, and that's one of the things that comes to mind. Again, this is a personal view of it. Yeah. Your results may vary. <laughs> As a submissive, part of what, especially in the kinky fuckery sense, part of what I enjoy the most is a sense of powerlessness. Now, mm-hmm. I know that I have power. I know that if I throw out a safe word, if I give a word of caution if I t- if when I get the question give me a color I say red I know I have that level of control I know I can withdraw consent at mm-hmm. any time and things will stop I know that because we've played long enough together the trust is there my experience tells me that but as a submissive what I love about most of the things we do together is feeling a lack of power it is out of my control mm. Can you feel that way as a bottom? Of course you can. For me, though, that is a different experience. If I know I have a lot of say in how this is about to go down, <laughs> I might take over because powerlessness is not something is not my natural state. I'm not there all the time. Um, but that, in a lot of cases, is what I enjoy about certain activities. Bondage isn't my thing, meaning it's not one of my kinks. It's not a hard limit. So I'll do it, but it's not a kink. But it's not something you'll seek out as a... Right. Not like a getting a spanking is for you. A spanking right. is something you would... Exactly. But yeah. what I can get out of bondage that allows me to enjoy it. One, it's... I can bottom from him as an act of service. You need somebody to practice this tie on. I have no interest in this tie. Okay. Because of the fact that of our the nature of our relationship, I might be his rope bottom, but I'm also his submissive at the same time. So I do give I don't give direction, but I am much more actively engaged. Like, do you need me to hold this rope? And oh, this is slipping mm. over here. And like, I'm not just surrendering and letting it happen to me. I'm actively working yeah. with him to get through this tie. Once I'm tied up, though, what I like about it is that now I can't move. I'm powerless, and he has total control. And so she likes the end result. She just yeah. she's. She's not fond of the in-between. God, that takes so much time to sit there for a fucking tie. Anyway. Spoken like a true baby girl. <laughs> so in that one moment, I can go from being his bottom, his rope bottom, while we get through this tie, especially like if he's doing it because he wants to take a pretty picture. He wants, You know, he's going mm-hmm. for an aesthetic. And then now I'm tied up. Well, what's he going to do with me? Well, now I'm submissive, fully submissive because I'm powerless. In spankings, I love the sensation. Yeah. Love the sensation. But I'm not directing shit. I'm not asking. I'm not saying, do you need me to move a little to the left? I'm waiting. Now, if I think I'm in danger or something might hurt or something might cause mm-hmm. the scene to end early, 
yes, I, I take that responsibility to make sure the scene goes well. Right. But within outside of those parameters, it's all him because at that point I'm powerless and I want to be powerless in that situation, knowing how much power I really do have. Because it, it ain't Excuse happening. Me. Are you okay over there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Carry on. <laughs> Maybe got a bubble. <laughs> so, and that's us. And that's that's yeah. me. And that's me in these five minutes. Give me six months. Let me try something new. I might have a completely mm. different way of looking at what it means for me in a specific situation to be submissive versus a bottom. And that is why every time we get asked these questions or I feel like I'm, I wanna try and define something, it is very tricky. It is. It is very tricky. I think that it comes down to, when it comes to an activity, a kink, a fetish, I think it comes down to how you see yourself, how you feel about that activity and how you feel about your, how you feel about it when you're engaged in that activity. Can you separate those feelings? Like I said, I could top somebody and spank them, I think. I mean, like theoretically I could. I'm not having an internal cringe moment of, oh my God, never. So it's not a hard limit. I think I could, so I can top, but I'm not sure I can just bottom in a spanking. I think theoretically I could. I, th I know theoretically I could, but my kink, like what I enjoy about a spanking is so wrapped up in my own kinks and my own submission that it would be hard to separate. Mm. And this is why these things get complicated. <laughs> <laughs> and I am not sure we are at all helping anybody separate these things out in their minds. So we'll go back to what I think what we were saying at the beginning. <laughs> to me, Mm -hmm. Dom DS is a real, is a both a relationship style power exchange right. and how you see yourself in relation to a partner. And again, a lot of people automatically go to long-term romantic sexual, like I'm married or whatever partner. And that is true for many of us, but it doesn't have to be. That could be how you see somebody that you only interact with and see once a week and that you're not gonna live with and you're not gonna get married to and you're not gonna have kids with. Like, this could be somebody that you're friends with and this is the dynamic you have with each other. And it's not sexual, it's not romantic, it's not whatever. And a top bottom is about your role in the kinky fuckery, meaning what are you doing? Not who are you internally? How do you feel about this person? It's what are you actually doing? Are you tying your partner up or are you being tied up? Are you getting hot wax poured on you or are you pouring the hot wax on them? Are you taking the spanking or are you giving the spanking? In those situations, it's top bottom. And then mm -hmm. in other situations, the line is really blurred. Pegging, oral sex, I'm gonna have to age restrict this video. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so, then, and then that's where the line really blurs. And yeah. it depends on how you're playing with the person and what you've agreed to do and what they're doing and how you're responding. And so ultimately, can you be a submissive who tops their dominant? Of course you can. Does it make mm -hmm. you less submissive? No, no, it doesn't. Not at all. Can you be a dominant who gets topped by somebody else? Yes. Yeah. Are you less dominant? No. no. <laughs> decided to spend 45 minutes 
with a, something that could have been a 30-second email. <laughs> Said every middle management person ever. <laughs> um, but I do think it can be more complicated than we think it can be. I think sometimes we overcomplicate it. I was going to say, sometimes it's a matter of overthinking things and right. and making it more complicated. The right. proverbial making a mountain out of a molehill. Right. And so for those people who are very conflicted, what I would say is break down the difference between the thing you want to do mm-hmm. or have done to you and your role in your relationship. And when in doubt, mind fuck yourself and your partner where yeah. appropriate. Um, I think though that if people want prefer to use labels like top and bottom, even though from the outside looking in, I would go, that's definitely a DS relationship. There's nothing wrong with that either. I mean, all of this is very personal to each of us. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think we can't make we can't make there's word assumptions. Sorry, y'all, there's not enough coffee yet. Um, we cannot make assumptions about who somebody is as a kinkster based on what they're physically doing. Because I can imagine a kinky fuckery scene where the bottom starts out kneeling for whatever reason. Like, use your mm-hmm. imagination. Why would somebody need to be on their knees on the ground? That's why they're there. Okay. And yet, if you when you talk to them after that scene, they'll be like, I am not submissive. I'm total dominant. But in that moment, I was the bottom, and that's what, the, what I needed to do as a bottom. See what I mean? So... I think there's a little bit of that too. We see an act happening in porn, in some picture, at the club, Mm -hmm. and we make assumptions based on the act. Whereas all the times we've talked about DS, 194 other freaking episodes, y'all, we always talk about the mental aspect and how you feel. So I think we even said it in in last week's episode, that DS is more mental than anything. Yeah. So if that's the case, then how could we ever make an assumption about who's the big D and who's the little S in a situation based on a scene we're witnessing? And quite frankly, what does that mean for switches who go back and forth in whatever way works for them? You can't assume they are always one way or the other because you see them in this one snapshot in time. We have a lot of people who want us to talk about switching and I am not qualified. No. But maybe one day we'll get there and we'll get somebody smarter than us to go talk about it because we are not qualified. Mm. But that's the other thing, though, is where we're and I get it. I think it's human nature to take a look at something, make a quick judgment, decide we know what's happening. I think that just that happens to all of us. What I'm saying is slow, slow your roll, slow down. <laughs> OK, because what has happened is by making all of those assumptions about what it means to be dumb or what it means to be sub, we're taking kinky activities that have no automatic power exchange involvement and we're turning them into a power exchange thing when they're really just this kinky thing that you're either the top or the bottom. The luxury of this kinky life we have is that you can take a spanking that is between top and bottom and make it as DSE as you'd like. Mm -hmm. We do all the time. But you have to remember that your reality stops outside of your personal bubble and somebody else's experience with it will be completely different, which means that when you start having the the sort of internal conversation of, can I take a spank, can I be spanked and still be dom? 
you are you have narrowed down your view of what kink and bdsm mean to just your experience and at that point it's a little it can become self-limiting and it's time to open it up and throw away all those assumptions and all those prejudgments that we, we make and it's natural that mm -hmm. we make them we absolutely do that as humans in everything but the most enlightenment I think I've ever found is realizing that when I walk into a dungeon and I see all kinds of fuckery going on, I don't know anything other than what my what I'm seeing in that moment. All I know in that moment is that little teeny tiny woman is beating the shit out of that big old man. Mm -hmm. And then when they're done, she's calling him daddy. And I love that. I know. I love I, that. I never, forgot, I never forgot that. <laughs> mm -hmm. I remember that. Yeah, this 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 fella, he was like six foot. If, he was huge. He was yeah, like a fucking mountain. He was huge. He was, he, he, was. He, he was a mountain. And and she was just this tiny little petite thing, and she opened up a can of whoop ass on him. She did. She she clearly loved it. He clearly loved it. Yep. And that was and and they I think they were switches because they had different they had multiple names for each other. Right. So like he was daddy, and I don't remember what her baby girl name mm -hmm. was, but she's total baby girl. And then he would sometimes call her mommy. And then she had another name for him. Yeah. Um, so I think they were actually switches. But that's Correct. the thing. You walked in. And if, if I had gone on my first impression, my assumption, I'd have been like, oh, well, she's the dom. He's the sub. No, not at all. Not at all. Right. So, or if I go on a first impression, we saw fire cupping one time, which is fascinating. But I don't, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'll just keep watching from the <laughs> sidelines. <laughs> And I could have assumed that everybody who had that experience was submissive, except they weren't. Mm -mm. Some of them were. Some of them were, were doms who wanted to know what it felt like. Some were switches. Some were people who don't identify as dom and sub, and they're purely identify as top and bottom. That That's what I mean when it's... Mm -hmm. We have... It's very fluid. It's very fluid. Yeah. Very fluid. I feel like we're at the ramp. Well, we've been rambling, but we're really at the rambling now. Mm -hmm. So, don't... Mm prejudge everything based on your personal reality and realize mm -hmm. that your options are a lot wider. Yeah. Um, and that you can absolutely bottom if you're if you identify as dom, you could top if you identify as submissive. Mm -hmm. You can make topping your dom an act of service. You can be you, anything you want you to can be. You can be anything you want to be. BDSM is way better than uh, Disney World and magic, is yes. what I'm saying. <laughs> mm -hmm. Dreams really do come true. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Dark, kinky dreams really mm -hmm. come true. Yeah. Yep. Um, so when you're wondering, can I do that? Should I do that? First of all, I'm going to keep saying it. I'm going to keep saying we're going to start a revolution here. When you say, when you ask yourself, should... That is society's expectations, not yours. Mm -hmm. That's somebody else's expectations. I don't even say society. It could yeah. be parents. It could be school. It could be work. It could be whatever. That's somebody else's expectations on you. That you're trying to make a, a judgment of what you should do for your life based on what somebody else thinks you ought to be doing. Mm -hmm. And second, anything can be a dominant act if you want it to be, and anything could be a submissive act if you want it to be. And mm -hmm. that's very true. So. What's the difference between a dom and a sub and a top and a bottom? A whole hell of a lot and also at the same time, not much. Not much. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure how helpful that was. It's a very thin veneer between them. I think so. Yeah. I think so too. I think it's, so too. Um, it's all about mindset, really. It, it's about mindset. It's a it's a very personal thing. And like I said earlier, it's fluid. Mm-hmm.
Mm-hmm. Ebbs and flows like a tide. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. So go forth and do the kinky thing that somebody else will consent to do with you, quite frankly. Yeah. Fuck the labels. Mm-hmm. There you go. I th- I think I think that's it. Yeah, pretty much. I think so. Yeah. I I could go on, but I'm sure you could. Don't need I to. have no doubt about that. Well, yeah, there's no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> I totally could. Um, but I've been a little rambly already to the point I'm not even sure we've been coherent for the past what hour. So that probably means we should go to the bonus section before yeah. we do. Mm-hmm. I want to do our Patreon shout out for this there episode and say a thank you and hello to CDC, Sir and Her 78, Chris, Chris and B. B. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, you can join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Lords. Link in the description box or in the show notes. I will leave it at that. We do not need 100 years of Patreon commercials. Okay. Mm. okay. So, yes, I'm ready. Are we good? Uh-huh. All right. Keep, Keep it kinky, kinky y'all. y'all. And we'll see you next week. We both really need new glasses. Um, I can't see the numbers either. Can I talk to the crickets, though? Yes, baby girl. Thank you can you, talk Daddy. to the crickets now. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the the monitor to watch the audio recording, that because we do audio and video simultaneously. Right. It's five feet away, if that. And yeah. we are both looking at these numbers like, mm-hmm. what is on the screen? I could not tell you right now what is on the damn screen. Yeah. We really need glasses. Yeah, we do. They are really not happening right now. <laughs> mm. Okay, so. Anywho. I would like to whine a little bit. Go right ahead. Kinky patrons got to hear me whine within hours of this happening. <laughs> I'm, it's been days now. Still whining. Okay, you whine. I need to stand up and stretch my legs. Yes. I'm, Fireside I'm chats might look good on uh, screen, but they are hell on the back and legs. Yeah. So we got to go. Proud band mom moment. Went <laughs> to a marching band competition on Saturday to see the 14-year-old and his band perform. I was in band geek heaven. Except I was looking around, we were in stadium seating, and they're like those cement block stadium seats, not like little aluminum bleachers that are all like shifty. Like we were like solid. And part of me was like, I like sitting in places like this because I'm not worried about my purse falling down to the ground. I'm not worried about, you know, a leg falling through. Totally happened when I was a kid, climbing up those <laughs> aluminum bleachers and my leg fell right through because that's how I roll. But I'm also looking around as people are packing in around us. I'm like, oh, shit, how am I going to get down? Because people are packing in around us and the stairs, which are teeny tiny little steps, are way the hell over there. And so as I was reliving my childhood experiences of marching band, except getting to watch instead of getting to just participate and be out on the field, I then got to experience my childhood awkwardness and clumsiness. As I stepped down from one stadium step, which, uh, 18 inches? Yeah. And sprained my ankle. Sprained it so bad that there is a line of bruising from Mm -hmm. around the top of my toes where the joints, you know, like when you wiggle your toes, all the way around below my ankle. It's like a purple line all the way around my foot. Heard it crunch when I landed wrong because I don't know how to walk or step. And it swelled up to probably, what, twice its normal size? Mm -hmm. And that is why (laughs) 
Yep. I did not edit any video this weekend because I went, no. I just kept my leg propped up, stayed on the couch, kept ice on it, and whined. And whined and took pictures of how big my foot, one foot was compared to the other and worried that um, I had broken something and did not realize I had broken it. Yeah. That is my whining moment. I have wanted to whine about it, but I was like... I'll whine about it when I have like unlimited amounts of time. Yeah. Twitter's no place because you only get 280 characters and somebody would want to like tell me about something I didn't want to hear about. And I don't, I didn't want to put pictures on Instagram because I was like, you know what will happen? People who are into foot fetishes will think I have done something for them when really I'm just whining about my swollen foot and ankle. Um, but yes, I got to relive my childhood memories of being in band and also my childhood memories of being the clumsiest most awkward <laughs> human being i've ever known all on the same day it was it was beautiful and delightful and i cried but i did not cry where anybody could see me because i did what clumsy people the world around have done once they realize they're clumsy people i stepped wrong my foot landed my knee and part of my foot went one way and my ankle crunched and went the other way. Um, and then I acted like I was fine. Poor John Brownstone's like, all these people around us, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm nothing happened. There is nothing to see here, people. I'm trying to keep the 10 year old calm because if he thought I was seriously hurt, he could have melted down. There's all these strangers around me and I feel like, I felt like a like as awkward as I ever did as a teenager. I'm like, let's just get out of here. It's time to leave now. We're going to walk to the car. He's like, do you want me to bring the car around? I'm like, no, I'm going to keep moving because that is what I have to do. Because if I stop, I will be the awkward teenager again. And I will start crying mm -hmm. right here. Let us keep moving. <laughs> and you did. You gritted your teeth and kept moving and didn't stop till it got to the car. The baby girl in me wanted to lay down on the ground <laughs> and, and, and just cry and just <laughs> shriek and be so upset the uh, the embarrassed human being was i am that person i have done this before i've fallen to the ground literally done a somersault stood back up and kept walking like i had not fallen and i am that person if i fall <laughs> i could have lost my entire handbag wallet credit card groceries behind me in the fall they're staying there we there's nothing to see here, people. I'm going to keep moving forward. What? And that is, that was a self-protective thing as a kid. I was so yeah. awkward and clumsy. I was always falling. I would, twice in marching band at competitions, I felt going up the bleachers. Up the bleachers. If you are not uh, aware that that's a thing, ask your clumsy friends. They will tell you it's a thing. And so I was constantly teased for it. And so I just learned as a self-protective thing to either laugh it off. So if somebody thought they were going to laugh at me, I'd already laughed. Ha ha ha. Or to act like I was fine. I mean, I have gone home from things as a kid where like the, the wrist was sprained, the ankle was sprained, I had a bruise here, I had a bruise there. Um, and didn't like, didn't even think about it or look at, look at it or deal with it till hours later when I got home because I had pretended nothing was wrong just to try and save face. And apparently... At 40, I still do that. Um, we did learn. He kept saying to me after this happened on these cement block stadium bleacher things, <laughs> did you fall all the way to the ground? I'm like, no, it was just my foot. My knee bent like I was in a squat. But no, I didn't fall. 
And then two days later, he's spanking my ass and one cheek is really sore. And I'm like, oh, well, you just gave me my birthday spanking two days late because that's how life has been lately. I was like, wow, you must have really gone to town on the right side because it's really tender. It's like, maybe I did, but are you sure? I'm like, well, it's really tender there. Two days go by, it's still tender. And I finally go, do you think I landed on my butt when I fell at yes. the competition? And apparently, yes, it's, there's no bruising on my butt, sadly. Um, <laughs> but there is a sore spot because I didn't just hurt my ankle. Apparently I hurt my ass. Yeah. So that's my tale of woe and whining as a baby girl. Grace. <laughs> You know what's sad though, and I'm I'm gonna be very honest with you. I got that whole my my family did that. They were like, "Oh, Grace, yeah, that's what we're gonna call you, Grace." And so it is funny, and I can I have to laugh at myself because Lord, what else am I gonna do, right? But it, that is a little bit of like, yeah, I, I remember that too. I heard that a lot as a teenager. I was like, so awkward. I mean, I was every teenager is awkward. I was reminded of that as I'm now as we're now raising a teenager. They're all awkward. But it was like I, I have, I just didn't know where my arms and legs were in relation to anything, and if it required a spatial skill, like step up, step down, move to the right, or how I ever marched, I think it's because it was a flat field. Quite frankly, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that's the only reason I was able to be a marching man person is because I didn't have to step up anywhere. I just had to keep going straight. So, yeah, that's my my whining, and it's. It's been weird. So I talk a lot as a submissive and a baby girl about wanting to be taken care of. I like really enjoy that <laughs> until somebody's trying to take care of me that I'm like, leave me the fuck alone. I don't need to be taken I, care I had to order her to the couch to put ice on her ankle. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally would have just like tried to tough it out. I know. I know. Which would have been stupid. It probably would be even worse than this. Now the swelling, this happened on Saturday and we're recording on Wednesday. The swelling is still there, but it is now going down. Mm -hmm. My toes look like toes again. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was like, no, I yeah, can do it. I can she's, do she's, it. She's a tough one. I, I'm finding <laughs> I mean, that out more and more. I asked her. I'm the, stubborn. The, I asked her the same day that night after we got home, I was like, do you think I should get you a, do you think, I, no, I said, do you think you need an ace bandage? I'm like, mm. and she's like, I don't know. I don't think so. Foot hadn't rotted off yet. It'll be fine. Just drag it behind. <laughs> so the next day, I'm looking at her ankle. I'm putting her on the couch to ice it up again. And I didn't even ask her. No, that was probably the best thing. <laughs> I, I just went to the store, bought an ace bandage, came home, and, and wrapped her ankle. If I recall, you handed me a Diet Coke, and then you wrapped her ankle. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's been... So, this is, this is the hard part. So, <laughs> I haven't had to really walk the dog in a few days, and I really kind of like that part. <laughs> But also I feel guilty and I'm like, I'm not pulling my weight around here as I drag my leg behind me. <sighs> yeah. And I'm tired because you, you've been laid up. Both boys Both have been boys sick. Both boys got sick. Yes. So I've been doing their chores. I've been doing pretending to be you. I've been me. I'm tired. He is tired. I know. We're all <laughs> just tired. <laughs> this is our natural state now. But yeah, hopefully, so there's another marching band competition this weekend that apparently it'll just be me and the 10-year-old going to. Yes. So I'm like, oh God, I have to navigate the steps. 
by myself. <laughs> no, I'm here by ordering you. You are not to go up in the bleachers. You are sitting on the ground. <laughs> Baby girl. Baby girl. I don't usually just let you sit on the <laughs> ground, okay? Now, if you just let me sit at the 10-yard line on the field. No, that, that's not an option. <laughs> we'll figure it out. So, yeah, we... Uh, the day of my birthday, which was the last last week's recording, we did not get to do birthday spanks that day. No. And then the youngest was sick Thursday and Friday and had to stay home. Mm-hmm. Then the weekend rolled around. Yeah. Wait, when did I get my birthday spanks then? I think it was Monday. Was it Monday? Yeah. I'm so confused. The days are like... Yeah. I don't know anymore. Mm-hmm. No, maybe he, no. He went back to school on Friday. He stayed home Wednesday and Thursday. Wednesday and Thursday. That's right. And so it was Friday, Friday. when I got my birthday spanks because when I fell on mo- Saturday, that's why we you were had confused. already. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Hmm. Yeah, it's been yeah. It's confusing. been wild. It's mm-hmm. been wild. So yeah, that's us. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much it. We are. I don't know if anybody's interested in any of it, but yeah, yeah, it's like part of me is like, of course, this is this is how things are going. Yeah. Jennifer did ask uh, if you had a good birthday. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we didn't get to go out to eat, but I did bite squad. Yes, and we like had a feast on the kitchen table mm-hmm. that nobody had to cook, so that was nice. Right, uh, but I didn't get what I planned that day, and then we had a kid home sick the next day yeah and then didn't. you still never really got your dinner out no never got my dinner out and we had to do grocery shopping the next day on halloween we did grocery shopping yes at night at night because we had a sick kid and then i think friday we made up a little bit of lost time but we went to orlando on friday mm-hmm. like we just did my birthday happen i was there for it i drank good coffee <laughs> i'm positive of yeah that. And I felt all the love, and so that was good. I everything has been a blur. It has from from so much has been going on from last Wednesday to yep. now. Total blur. Mm-hmm. So yes, it was a good birthday. What I remember of it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we haven't gone. I didn't get my birthday, but I guess I did get my birthday dinner. I got I got well, we got bite the, squad yeah. arrived. We just didn't get to go out to have it. The person who brought us our food was very nice, and I had a coupon, so I didn't have to pay the Bite Squad delivery fee. Okay. I still tipped, though. I think it was brandy. Uh, it's usually brandy. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So I guess it counts. We don't. There's no need to go out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know, y'all. I am going to tell you I um, am way overwhelmed with my... Uh, freelancer life right now so my thoughts are very scattered i'm not gonna go into a, a rant or whine about my client work right now because no ain't nobody got time for that but my, i am very scattered mm-hmm. right now like you i are. can feel it mm-hmm. i'm just hoping the episode we just did and recorded is coherent mm. maybe you need a good spanking to focus you i'm sure i do yep but aren't you about to go pick up a kid from well, school? today. Yeah, right, so I don't get the spanking I need today. No. Right. <laughs> what is it? You don't get the spanking you want, you get the spanking you need? Yes. 
You just don't get it when the hell you want it, but maybe you get it when you need it. I don't know. I'm yeah. trying to be philosophical about my kink. You know, I think there might be a song in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. Yeah. Uh, and a happy early birthday to Jennifer, whose birthday yes. is next week on the 13th. Happy birthday. Um, and Aria's right. Never say no to a good spanking. Hell, don't mm-hmm. say no to a bad spanking as long as it's the person you want to be spanking you. I mean, we've yeah. had, there's been some disappointing spankings. Yeah. Still do them again in a heartbeat. <laughs> bad spanking is better than no spanking. Right. A bad but not dangerous spanking. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Spanking. Yeah. Oh, I feel like I have to qualify things. I could just see the tweet now. Kayla said, even the worst spanking you've ever had in your life is better than no spanking. Like, I can just see it. I can just see it. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think on that note. Yeah. yeah. It's time. Mm-hmm. Uh, for everybody who has stuck around. <laughs> long thank you thank you um i make no promises about your stern made of stern stuff next week yeah i know right (laughs) no i had somebody who uh messaged and said they listened i don't know if it was the entire back catalog or if it was just one year of episodes in like a few days and i was just like wow yeah and also thank you (laughs) okay all right we're gonna be done yes for for real this time Mm -hmm. are we just like yep. pretending. I need to turn this room back into a living room. Yeah. I gotta get back to work and do some yeah. other stuff. I'd rather be here. But we're gonna mm. go. We're not even talking about anything. People yeah. are like, gotta go. I got a life to get back to. Would Will this bitch ever shut the fuck up? <laughs> no. She'll keep going even after the cameras and mics are turned off, so. Yes. All right. Yes. Thank you, everybody. We love we, you. We love you. We, we are always happy to see y'all here and... and Talking in the chat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you're listening on the podcast, we love you too. Yes. We love all y'all. If you're watching mm-hmm. later. Yeah. See, look, this is me dragging it out. We're going to go. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.